1: Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. I hope your day is treating you well. I am spending this quarter writing my book, which means that we are posting a few of my personal favorite episodes from the last year. This episode originally aired earlier this year, but I'm wondering if you got a chance to listen to it. If you're interested in the book, you can be one of the first people to know when it goes live by signing up for our newsletter list at clubineagram.com. For now, thanks for being here, and let's get into the episode. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. So today, I am answering a question that was called in about Soul Child Theory. But first, today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose is that as you are listening to this, I am staying in my first hotel post-pandemic. So we took just a quick one-hour road trip to stay in a hotel with our little for two nights and to just be, to order room service, swim in the pool, like not necessarily to go exploring, but just to kind of be somewhere different. We have these photos that play on our TV screen and it has all of our like past trips on it and maybe with retrospect this was like low-key torture for 2020 for us but we have like all of our past travel pictures and our little keep saying oh I miss being in a hotel I miss traveling remember how nice it used to feel and I honestly feel the same way and so we're just giving ourselves a couple of nights away this week my thorn is that (laughs) y'all I have been overthinking sabbatical like, just too much, just too much. Basically, I've just been consumed with how to have the best sabbatical ever and guaranteeing this is gonna be like the most. Like I'm gonna be super relaxed. I'm also gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna go on some adventures. I'm gonna also feel really chill and like I am so scattered. <laughs> about what the sabbatical should be. Quite frankly, I just need to like breathe. And that's probably it. (laughs) I think if I just like took a few deep breaths, like that would be plenty for the month. Um, But I, anytime I have free time, I don't know if anybody else relates to this, but when I have free time, all of a sudden I have all of these very creative ways to fill that time and I need to chill out. I just need to like be here now. Um, but my bud is that I am actually looking forward to touching in with you all here throughout the month um, that I am away. So I'll be doing at least two podcasts a week and each week I'll get to kind of give you a little update on things as I do my Rosebud and Thorn. So that's kind of a fun little thing to look forward to. We will figure out together how the sabbatical is going. Okay, now um, let's hear today's question.
0: Hi, my name's Lynn. I was calling because I was hoping you could talk more about the soul child and how uh, we do work around that. So um, on the surface, I am very much a one. And most people who don't know me very well, but just know me superficially through work and, and um, casually would say I'm probably a one if they had to guess. But when I think about um you know, what drives me and my you know, deep in my soul who I actually am as a person. I'm very much a seven, um and have a lot of tendencies like a seven. But I um can can highlight times in my life where being a seven was not okay and I adapted uh behaviors more like a one because that was acceptable in my family. Um and I've seen that over the years as I've grown as a one, I've become more and more unhappy and it's really when I tap into my sevenness that I kind of find my true joy. And so I'm sort of torn. I think this means that a seven is my soul child, um, but I might be actually a one. So I'm just kind of confused about it seems like what work I need to do is actually around developing the seven and letting go of this one. And I would just love to hear your take on this. Um, I've tried searching online and haven't found much around this uh, specific type of example. So thanks so much for all you do. Take care.
1: Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for calling in your question. So this is actually kind of a complicated concept. So it makes sense that it would be a bit cluttered internally and how you're kind of processing it and experiencing it. And I think it's a pretty normal experience. So um, just to say, yeah, it makes sense. It's a little complicated. Now, the first thing we probably should talk about is how do we differentiate between our soul child and our dominant type? So essentially, our dominant type is what we do to protect that child side of us. So it's who we thought we had to be. Essentially, our little kid self was told they can't be this this thing, and then we develop the persona or like this character that we put on to get us through life that protects that wee gooey little kid version of ourselves. Um, so with that being said, you know, it is, it's what we do to guard the internal version of what we're experiencing. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not motivated by our dominant type structure. So I think that's where things are a little unclear in the question for me in terms of like how to respond. Um, Without kind of like sitting down and chatting with you, I think I couldn't really tell you which one is dominant, but I would say it still are your basic fears and your basic motivations would still relate to your dominant type. Um, because it is kind of like our, it's more unconscious. It's like what is kind of driving our behavior for most of our lives. So when we think about like what we've done in our lives, we need to go back to why did I do this? Like what caused this? Um, So, you know, if I think about as a type seven, times that maybe I've quit a job or I've ended a friendship or I have um, put off something painful, I can really look back to, oh, these things are happening because... I'm afraid of being trapped in emotional pain. I'm afraid of being limited. I don't like to feel like my options are being taken away from me. And so I make these choices. I've made these choices. I've made these decisions as a reaction to that fear. And so that's kind of where I would encourage you to consider your life, and kind of look back at some life choices that you've made that maybe weren't as self supportive as you would like them to be and consider why that happened. Is it because you wanted to be free, you wanted to guarantee your happiness and you wanted to avoid pain or was it because it was really important to you to be a good person to do the right thing and or to be seen as a good person and someone who does the right thing. The next piece is um, that growth on the Enneagram can look like the levels of health mentioned in the levels of health episodes that we're kind of going through right now, which type one went up last week, which is kind of like this, like, okay, level nine looks like one thing, level one looks like this like self-actualized version of ourselves or whatever. Um, So there's that kind of way to think about health on the Enneagram, but another way to think about that health with in the Enneagram is to simply think of it as releasing the type pattern of what you think you are supposed to be. So releasing the expectation that you be a type one or releasing the expectation that you be a type seven and not over-functioning through the lens of your type to get through the world. Meaning, um, you know, as a type one, that being like being overly rigid and perfectionistic or constantly refining. For type 2s, being overly helpful. For type 3s, overly focusing on success as a motivator. For type 4s, overly focusing on being significant. For type 5s, overly focusing on being informed and managing your energy levels. For type 6, overly focusing on being loyal but also being skeptical and um, being safe and secure, type sevens, kind of overly focusing on being limitless, having um, endless options, not experiencing pain, emotional pain, are type eight not being controlled, being overly focused on being strong, or type nines being overly focused on being easily to, easy to get along with um, and having their own personal peace of mind. When we over-focus on these things, we limit our access to presence, and therefore we limit our access to the truth of who we are. So when we think about growth, um, in some ways it is about not... Stepping into our type pattern, releasing the part of us that is that number, or the part of us that feels like we have to be that number in order to be loved, accepted, okay. For today's ad break, we're going to take just a moment to breathe together, to survey our thoughts, notice what we are holding on to. So get comfortable where you're sitting. If it's safe, close your eyes, leave them open if it's not. And let's take three breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth. I'm gonna let go of your to-do list. And your pending projects. And just focus on your breath. Isn't that nice? We all just need a few moments in the day where we are at one with ourselves. And that's why I'm so thrilled to be partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks. And drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. I personally think that listening to the curated music tracks has helped me to be so much more focused. If you've taken my productivity workshops, you know that it's one of the things I definitely recommend. I also personally like to use it for yoga nidra with my kiddo if he's having a hard time falling asleep or even for myself, if I just need a 10-minute work break to recenter and remember who I am. So if you go to calm.com slash egram, you'll get a limited time offer, of 40% off Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm subscription at calm.com slash egram. So go to calm.com slash egram for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Again, that is calm.com slash egram. Don't miss this incredible deal. It's such a good gift for yourself or for someone else as we enter into a whole new year. Thank you, Calm, for supporting the podcast. Okay, friends, back into today's episode. So another thing to consider here when it comes to Soul Child and the lines is that recently in the Enneagram Summit, Dr. Jerome um, kind of gave this conversation around different ways to think about the lines, and I loved the way he described this. Now, this is kind of how I've been teaching it for a long time, but he put language to it that I feel like is just better than I've been able to put to the conversation, which is essentially that with our lines and our wings, we have a mature way that we interact with it and our dominant type as well. And then we have an immature way that we interact with it. Um, All of these pieces. So with that being said, when we think about um, that, you know, your relationship to one and seven, you know, maybe you're having a mature response to type seven, which feels healthier and grounded and in a good place, but you're experiencing an immature response to type one, which is like kind of in in those lower levels of type one, feeling like you're um, not able to be in more intentional with your actions when it comes to that move. So that's just something else to kind of play with and consider if you have the Enneagram Summit, that's a worthwhile thing. Um, workshop to go watch and really get in more in-depth information about. Dr. Jerome gave us a ton of amazing content, um, but that's just kind of my little brief synopsis. The other thing to consider here is that behavior is unpredictable, and that's why we don't really type ourselves based on behavior. And I know that's conf- that because it can be really confusing. When our behavior is what we're trying to type ourselves off of, it's really not something that we can we, it's not really something we can do because we can behave all kinds of ways for all kinds of reasons. So we really need to get under why that behavior is happening and not what behavior is occurring in order to accurately get a sense of what our type is, if that makes sense. So basically what I'm saying is behavior is unpredictable. We need to understand why that behavior is occurring in order to type ourselves accurately. Um, and that's, again, we need to go back and revisit those motivations and those fears. And I also wanna say we all do this. like. Every day, if we're questioning our type, it's probably because we're focusing too much on the behavior and not enough on the underlying motivation. And as we grow and as we change and as we experience trauma and pain and 2020, our behavior is gonna be different. But the character structure, kind of what forms us, how we view the world, that pretty much stays the same. And that's how we, that's how we type ourselves accurately. And another thing is that it may be worth playing with the energy of type seven for a while, letting that part of you lead. If that part of you feels healthy and connected and like it's serving you really well, like it's worth it to play into it for a minute and just see how your life improves, see how it affects you. Because at the end of the day, the labels here are not important. The goal of the Enneagram is not to identify with our Enneagram type anyway, it's really to Recognize that there's a life beyond our Enneagram type. So it's honestly not incredibly important to feel confident that like you have definitively typed yourself correctly, as much as it is to explore your unconscious behaviors, how they're impacting your life, and what's serving you and what's not serving you in the long term. So If you, do you feel progress? Are you experiencing growth? Are you experiencing expansion? Are you in the present moment? Maybe stay with that for a little while. If you're feeling like this is negatively impacting my life, this is negatively impacting my relationships, I have these continual patterns of behavior that aren't serving me. Go into that. Explore which part of you is doing that and and pour love in there and allow yourself to explore the option of different ways of being. I hope this was helpful. I'm gonna end with today's food for thought, which is from Sandra Mitri, author of The Spiritual Dimensions of the Enneagram. It says, in the course of working on ourselves, we learn in time that when we stay on the surface of ourselves, which is to say when we are identified with and operating from our outer shell, our personality, AKA our Enneagram type, we suffer. The more asleep we are to the reality beneath our shells, the less we feel that life is fulfilling, meaningful, and pleasurable. Or in the language of the Enneagram, the more fixated we are, the less we partake of the loving nature of reality. For we have lost our connection with holy love. Our suffering is not the result of being alone or of being in the wrong relationship. It's not because we don't have enough money or because we have too much of it or because of anything of the sort. It's because of our... And then to kind of finish this off for her, kind of what she's saying is it's because of our over-identification with our Enneagram type, with our our personality, what we think we have to be. All right, friends, thank you all for being here. As a reminder, episodes will be fewer for the month of June and beginning of July, but I will be here at least a couple of times per week. And I appreciate you all for understanding and, and being supportive in my rest journey. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you in the next one.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.